what's up folks it is game night game night monday night football tonight the oldest rivalry in sports dallas versus our birds of course we are in arlington texas tonight or at least the eagles is in, they're in uh, arlington texas tonight so it should be a great matchup tonight one thing that we've been waiting for even though it's early in the season it's almost like christmas in september at this point because the next time we see the cowboys will be almost nearly christmas at that point in week 14 so we have on tonight with us big sarge from big sarge sports and also you can find them on bigsargesports.com uh last time we were on with big sarge we had so much fun and he's back with us tonight so you can talk about yes his cowboys is obviously we know that we love our eagles so it should be uh, an amazing talk tonight with big sarge and i'll bring up all his content here so you guys can follow him just like we do and if you go on broadstreetsouth.com you can also see that he is in there with a special partnership with us as he's been with us now for at least the past three to four months and we absolutely love that he's with us as well as we share his content he shares ours and that's what makes a special partnership so check out broadstreetsouth.com click on a link as i'll show you guys here momentarily uh but thank you for everyone tuning in tonight a couple of thank yous that I do want to mention here on the flip side once I bring Big Sarge on. But again, it is Monday Night Football. It's been Dallas week. And whether you live in Philadelphia, Dallas, here in Tampa, and of course the folks out there in Tampa Joe's tonight. So hello to Mike Klein and Philly to South, the whole entire gang that's out there. Uh, we know big things are expecting to happen tonight. As we saw the fallout between the 49ers last week with Nick Sirianni, we hope that this time he is actually prepared to win this game tonight so we'll see exactly how it all plays out tonight but with all that being said it is episode 82 tonight on the co-host virtual chair big sarge i'm angel and this is broad street south Now, as I'm saying to everybody here, if you look here on the other side, when it comes down to Facebook, again, if you click on, as you guys can see right here on Broad Street South, if you click on Big Sarge's page, you will see it will come up BigSargeSports.com. Uh, by the way, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, anywhere and everywhere, you can get a hold of the internet. You can get a hold of Big Sarge. And if that's not enough, by the way, just go right to Twitter, just like I do on big sarge sports or put the ad in front of it so you guys can find it big sarge media llc and believe me the content that big sarge puts out is so inviting and so welcoming and so much to read about the articles that he has i could go on for days and big sarge he knows that i can go on for days but it is it is a fine read so much fun always to have big sarge on and with that all being said i will add the man here to the screen himself big sarge how are you this evening sir Ain't this what? Ain't, wait, hold on. This what y'all. This what y'all coach like to do, right? To draft prospects, right? Hey, we, we not playing paper rock scissors tonight. Oh, it's an actual game going. You know what? My bad. I thought we was doing paper rock scissors in order to figure out if I was going, you know, be a part of this show or not. When, oh. Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me on, Angel. Uh, not a problem. Listen, we, we can do we can do it. Believe me, I would have absolutely no problem doing that whatsoever because that's what it felt like. See. It, Big Sarge, that's what it felt like last week when we were watching the 49ers game. That was the big thing. It was like, wait, did, didn't Nick Sirianni put together a whole different game plan during practice? And then we come and watch the games like, this is a tale of two tapes here and not the one that we actually wanted to see. So I'm hoping that tonight, obviously, with the Eagles being in Dallas, 
in Arlington. And by the way, God bless the Eagles fans that show up in Arlington with Eagles gear on because as much as we like to razz the folks at link at the link, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the same thing tonight down there in Arlington. But I, I'm hoping for a bigger outcome this time around come to the, the, what it did with the 49ers. And we'll give you guys predictions here in a little bit and figure out who's going where. And you might get a little upset with me, but hey, reality is it's a rebuilding year. We know what to expect. And we'll get into it a little bit more here. But before we get everything underway, as I stated earlier, two things that I want to bring up. One being because, let me take this out so no one sees her name up there. I'm going to flip over the screen here real quick. Uh, two mentions. One is, this is from uh, last night, <clears throat> Melissa Lisbon, or Lisbon, if I say it correctly, L-I-S-B-O-N Mullins. Uh, she reached out to Tampa Joe's last night. She was talking about being uh, on uh, or as far as going to, I'm sorry, not being on, but going to over to Tampa Joe's because she wanted to see here, uh, if I can make the screen bigger, but apparently not. What she wanted to do was she wanted to let everyone know if you are in the Dallas area and you are looking for a club to hang out with, there is the Eagles Nest in Dallas. And Big Sarge, I know that you're a big fan of the Eagles. I can see it all over you here. But uh, <laughs> if you're a fan of the Eagles, of course, you can join them at Eagles Nest Dallas. I believe they were in a uh, particular parking lot on the post I put there last night. But I did want to mention, as I told her, I, I did want to mention her group. But the bigger news of today, which we are very proud of, being the official podcast of Eagles Mania, and thanks to Rich uh over to Kathleen and to Patty and all those guys and girls that belong to Eagles Mania. Thank you for making us the official podcast of Eagles Mania. We can't wait to see and do in the future. It's going to be a lot of fun. So thanks to the group there. It is very exciting for us. And we can't wait to keep, you know, that thrill ride going because it's going to be a lot of fun. I do see the comments coming in here tonight. But the big Sarge, big question being tonight that I will start off with before I get here to the comments is what do we expect out of which I believe, and again, Eagles fans, please don't hold this against me, but what I believe will be the comeback player of the year out of Dak Prescott. I think that you're going to get what you've seen in the last two weeks of Dak Prescott, uh, you know, in the game between the Buccaneers and the game between uh, the game last week against the Chargers where you just seen a steady Dak. You've seen a guy who has improved on a lot. And, and the one thing as a Dallas Cowboy fan, the one thing that I worried about so much with the Dak coming back was I didn't know how he would be able to adjust to the game, especially being out so long. And especially, I, I like the fact that he took his lumps and his hits in that, in that Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. And I like the way that he played. And there's no moral victories when it comes to sports. I get it. You know, there's only wins and losses. And so that was a loss. But what it did was, it made me look at the Dallas Cowboys and the Dallas Cowboys offense a whole lot different. And it made me see that Dak has worked hard to get back to where he is today. So I am very, you know, I, I'm looking forward to see, seeing what he's going to do tonight because, you know, things and parameters change when you're playing a rivalry game. You know, you're playing against the Bucks. I get it. You're playing against the Chargers, one of the up and coming teams in the NFL, but it's just something about playing the Philadelphia Eagles, the Washington football team, the New York Giants, that turns into some sort of slugfest. That's why I don't think that it's going to be a blowout tonight, but it's also an emotional time because Dak hasn't – so, you know, Dak has been away from Cowboy Stadium, from, from excuse me, from AT&T Stadium for 351 days. He has not played in front of the home crowd in 351 days. So this is going to be an emotional – night for him and i just hope that he's able to take everything in 
and then lead the Cowboys to victory. Yeah, we hope so. And obviously, you can see Joey B already tuning in tonight. Big stars, King of Smack talking, and Joey B's like everywhere. Yeah. Just everywhere. <laughs> and by the way, Rich Bridge, uh, what's going on? Thank you guys again, once again, from Eagles yeah. Mania, along with, uh, as we saw there, Kyle Harvey, Laurie Gutramont Rutherford, and Chris, if I'm saying the name hopefully correctly, Acre, if I'm saying it correctly. And Chris, what's up, bro, and what's going on? Uh, Rich, once again, with the uh, Damba Frank, and I'm assuming that's part of the group as well. Joey B, good evening from Colorado, gentlemen. We do appreciate it. Kathleen as well. Uh, thanks for everybody for tuning in tonight. And I will get back to, oh boy. Okay, before, all right, before we get into, and I'll, I'll come back to your question here. So the next comment I'm about to bring up here is my coworker at work who likes to ride me like there is no tomorrow. And so here comes Mark O'Connor with one of his comments. But he says, I know it's football night, but I have to at least give a shout-out to the USA Ryder Cup boys for the beatdown they put on the Euros. Hopefully the Eagles can follow suit. Oh, boy. See, I was expecting something else. So, Mark, I appreciate it. But And I'll get to the other comments here momentarily. But, hey, that's true. Before we get into more football talk, the Ryder Cup, how about that, Big Sarge? We thought that, obviously, the Europeans, just like Mark and I talked about at work there, we thought they actually they were going to come in here because it wasn't the – I guess the best place for the USA team to play, but come to find out and end up being probably the best kept secret as USA ended up taking them down 12 to five, if I remember correctly. And all those, uh, what was it? The arguments and animosity that two particular golfers had, they squashed that, put it to the side and make sure the team USA ended up winning. So Mark brings up a good point. So thanks to the USA bringing up the Ryder cup and a victory here. And I guess we got to wait two years before we see it again in Europe somewhere. Yeah, and I really like the fact that I like the attitude of the of this team. I like the attitude of this Ryder Cup team. I mean, they were, you know, they were cordial, but by the same token, you could see that they had this certain type of swagger about them. Like they just walked in there like they was like we're not losing this. No matter how you feel, no matter what everybody thinks, we're not losing this. And they played that tournament not to lose. They were like, we're not going to lose. And I love that. You know, I think that that's the one thing that the Ryder Cup had been missing for a very long time as as far as the, you know, from the American side. Right. That's absolutely true. Uh, Kathleen comes in with a quick comment. She says, Dallas in 30, is 31 in pass defense. We need to throw the ball down the field. Whoa, uh, Kathleen. That, although that may be true, you do realize that Trevon Diggs is on the other side of that. And the Cowboys, make sure you put this stat up now, the Cowboys lead the NFL in six takeaways. So, you know. It, you, you can put it up there with Jalen Hurts. You know what? Before we even get started with that too, Angel, uh -huh. you know, it's going to hurt my heart tonight. I am from Houston, Texas. Jalen Hurts is from Houston, Texas. We have a connection not only as Houstonians, but I went to school with his uncle. His uncle and I are in the same fraternity from Prairie View A&M University. So it always hurts my heart to have to criticize Jalen. And I try not to do it except when he played against the Cowboys. Right. That's great. That's a great <laughs> point. Great point. Because what else can you do? I mean, I, 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 I get it. We get it. Yet alone, did we not also get that? We didn't think we were going to pull off Jalen Hurts and yet being the starting quarterback, Carson Wentz moving up to Indy. I mean, it, there's a lot of things, a lot of moving parts that happen here in Philly. So I, I from a far distance standpoint, Yes, I understand as far as not ruining for maybe Jalen and or his uncle tonight. But, hey, you know, <laughs> it's just the way that the game works tonight. But, uh, again, Dak last week, like you were saying, that he's, he's going to play at home now. Uh, Dallas started on the road for two games in a row. 
One and one, so not too bad for Dallas. Hung in there. I, and good point you brought up earlier was with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I, I tell you what, that was that went toe-to-toe. And for oh. Dak to look as strong as he did with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better start from Dallas, even though he came up short. But still, it's showing that Dallas is a force to be reckoned with as far as this year. Now, will it, if anyone's going to win a division, do I believe Dallas can do it? Dallas could. Uh, DCU is not going to do it. And by the way, you already know DCU is referred to as the Washington football team. But <laughs> DCU is not going to do it. I don't believe the Giants are going to do it. So if anyone can do it, even hopefully not as bad as the records we saw last year to pull off the division. But it could be. It could be Dallas Eagles. When we look at it towards the end part of the season, 17 games, of course, the extra games were in this year because of the preseason cut down to three games. So they had the extra one. And if I do remember correctly, uh, Big Sarge, I believe they're also talking about maybe taking one more game away from preseason next year because the NFL, of course, likes to have an even matchup. So you would be 18 games into the season, so you can have nine games at home, nine games away. So I don't know if you've heard any more update as far as when it comes to that matter. I have not. I haven't heard any any more update, but I'll definitely take a look into it. Like I said, that's what – suppose that's what they want to do because, again, with the 17 games, that means someone's out. Someone's yeah. going to get extra home game and someone's getting the extra away game. So, and, and something that usually the NFL does not like to do, but that's what's going to happen here. I want to get to a couple of the other comments before we keep moving on here. Uh, nope. Let me go back to Chris. <clears throat> Acri. Okay. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. See, that's why I say, because if I, if I, if I mess up, I apologize, but thank you for that. Uh, Kathleen says beat Dallas uh, night. Let's go Eagles. Sean, by the way, from the Northwest bird gang group, see big stars. We have Eagles everywhere because I see, I see out there from Washington state. So they're, they're all over the place. And well, so Kathleen says the defense blows. Well, I'll put it like this. They, 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 they do. They they don't have a really good defense right now, especially since they lost to Marcus Lawrence. They don't have they have him out, but they're getting Randy Gregory back. Um, they're moving uh, Michael Parsons back to linebacker, even though he had a really good game playing defensive end on last week. Anthony Brown is going to have a long night against um, Devontae Smith. But our, my thing is is that if you can keep if you can keep Jalen contained and don't mm-hmm. let him be your leading rusher like last week. You know, he was the leading rusher of you all's team, right, with 82 yards rushing. And, you know, I I, I definitely understand, Kathleen, but you also had your quarterback who had 39 total yards in the second half of that game on last week. I also watched the the, all all four downs on four, uh, all four downs from what was that, the one or the two, Angel, and they weren't able to get it. Yeah, I, I didn't on want that. to talk about that one, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I, I'm saying, and, and I don't think that. So, and I don't think that the, the 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 Eagles. I don't think the Eagles have put it all together yet. And the Cowboys are way more far advanced. And I'm just, I'm not just saying that as a Cowboys fan, but they're more far advanced and they have a better offensive scheme. Kellen Moore is calling a really, Kellen Moore is calling really good games this year. I like what he's doing with the offense now. You lose Michael Gallup, but you still have C.D. Lamb. You still have uh, Amari Cooper, you know, with the one-two punch of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. That's going to be a hard day for the the Eagles' defense as well. And, I mean, let's just be honest. You know, on the offensive side of the ball, on your offensive line, let's not not just, you know, act like Andre Dillard, who is a replacement, who the Eagles jumped up to get so nobody else can get him. Let's not act like he's just been a stud for you all. 
Right. No, it's true. And, and by the way, she's listen, Kathleen's just coming out with everything tonight. And she says the Cowboys defensive line are 274 pounds. The Eagles are 324 pounds. We should be able to move those bodies off the line of scrimmage. And, and again, should be able to. But we saw what happened last week against the San Fran. And, and we're talking about two complete different defenses. Now, you look at San Francisco, obviously look at Dallas. Yeah. Two big differences as far as on the defensive line. Now, the same thing. Did we expect big things from the Eagles last week? especially from the edge rushers, we expected a lot. Did we get it? No. So again, it all comes down to what they're prepared for this week, leading off from Sunday's game out in, you know, in, in Philly traveling again to Dallas tonight on a Monday nighter. Obviously, they traveled yesterday because you only spend one night now instead of two nights uh, out of town. But we'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll see which defense is going to step up here. Chris comes back with the uh, one comment here. He says that we don't expect that high-powered offense yet. It's our defense that keeps going, that keeps us going. In the game, that front four on defense is dirty. And listen, again, I know if Fuji was on here tonight, Fuji will go on a crazy rant. Fuji will be joining us again on Thursday because, again, he had a couple of matters he had to make sure he had to take care of and obviously other things that he had to make sure that everything was fine. So Fuji will be back with us uh, on Thursday night. And by the way, while I have you on, tomorrow night, Tarika was supposed to be on with us. But because she is covering the WNBA game out of the Mohegan Sun in Vegas, uh, we rescheduled. And so we'll let you guys know on a later date when she's going to come back on. And you know what? Big Sarge, that'd be a great night for you to come back with us as well. Because Tarika gets into WNBA. She gets into a lot of sports. That lady is just phenomenal for everything that she does. So we're going to reschedule her for a later date. And then Thursday, we'll be getting ready for the Kansas City game coming up on, uh, on Sunday. So uh, one other comment here by Kathleen says, absolutely de defense wins games. And that is true. But if you don't have a high-powered offense, uh, it would be pretty much devastating. I mean, you mm -hmm. lost to – and I get it. I understand. Like I said, from the on the defensive side of the ball, the Cowboys – they're, they're not the 49ers. They're, they're not the 49ers when it comes to being on the defensive side of the ball and having all the firepower that the, that the San Francisco 49ers have. But the 49ers are not the Dallas Cowboys on the offensive side of the ball either. So, you know, you can take your close victory. I mean, you can take your close defeat on last week against the 49ers. But, you know, Jimmy G and Dak Prescott, they're not the same. Right. They, uh, the, the 49ers don't have a receiving core like – the Dallas Cowboys do, you know, and they don't have a one-two punch in that backfield that can wear you down. And so, like I said, I'm I, I'm not looking for a blowout, but I'm definitely looking for uh, a win. No, and I agree the same way. I don't. It, there's no way in the world it's going to be in a blowout. And I think if 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 by two touchdowns that would be miraculous by both teams. I I believe I think it's going to be a, a I initially could be possibly an offensive struggle for the Eagles. It may end up being a slow start, but sometimes the slow starts are the good ones because you make the adjustments along the way. Now, the only thing that I don't like, and for either or team, and I'm talking about just generally in the NFL here, the worst thing is when you have its fast pace, as we've seen with many teams, then the first half, they take off like a rocket, and the second half is almost like they put the brakes and they pump the brakes a little bit too hard, and then things end up collapsing. We've seen these, these type of games by both teams last season so far we haven't well let me correct that because we did see with the eagles last week but we've seen teams that have that have started out fast and obviously slow down i i don't think we'll see that same kind of issue tonight big sarge obviously from both sides of the house here where being the cowboys and or the eagles but i'm just more interested to see how Dak will respond back to his fans in arlington for the first time in a long time yet alone to see what he has going against the eagles because again last year 
you know, matchups were completely differently versus what we have this year. We have a couple inactives that we'll get to here in a little bit on both sides of the ball. Uh, but I, I'm dying to see exactly what Dak has in store. Not as much as Mike McCarthy, because I'm not a Mike McCarthy fan. I don't even think he's the right coach for the Cowboys. But that's a whole different show for a whole different day. But I'm, I'm dying to see how Dak is going to respond. He's been looking good so far. Two games in, he looks really good. So I, I think the expectations, obviously, tonight will be really high. Not only as far as for him, obviously for Jalen Hurts, because Jalen Hurts was flushed out of the pocket so many times against the San Francisco game that I'm hoping that this time the offense does create that bubble around them so we can see him stay in there, take that three-step drop, five-step drop, and get rid of that ball. Hanging on to that ball for too long, for more than five seconds, is devastating. And him constantly running out of the pocket and either getting hit, holding on, obviously the worst you want to do is one is getting sacked, or two, a loss of yards for 10 to 11 yards because we've seen that happen. The same way we've seen that the center has not snapped the ball as it should. So that rhythm also hopefully developed a lot better from the San Fran game, kind of this game. So there's a lot of firsts that are going to happen for the Eagles tonight. But the other side of the ball that I was talking about as well is Zeke Elliott. As much as he said, Big Sarge, that he was in the best shape of his life, not too much explosion so far from Zeke. Well, I mean, you got to look at it like this. That that first game, you're going up against a, a team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as far as that defense is concerned that was only given up. I think last year they gave up less than 80 yards per game. And so the game plan was not to rush him a lot because they knew that with that defensive front seven that it was going to be very hard to rush the ball. On last week, and, and I mean, and you've seen it yesterday with the Chargers when they played against the Chiefs. Like the Chargers have a really good front seven too, but they were able to to do some things. And so I think that as the games go on, I mean, they get the Eagles this week, they get Carolina next week. I just watched Carolina play, and although they do have you know a, a formidable front seven, they don't have a stronger front seven as the uh, the Buccaneers or the Chargers. And so I, I look for Zeke to have more rushing yards tonight. And what I really like about what, what Kellen Moore has done this year with that defense is, I mean, Oscars, with the offense, is that one-two punch of Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard. I like Tony Pollard is a change of pace back. And he can do he can do a little bit more than Zeke can. He catches better out the backfield, and he has more explosiveness. Zeke has really become an – and yes, he is in some really good shape, but Zeke is that power back now. Zeke is that power back in between the tackles. And so I like the fact that the Kellen Moore is utilizing Tony Pollard more. I, you know, you, you don't pay a, a running back that much, you know, that much money as you do Ezekiel Elliott and you, you know, don't get what some – feel like it's a production out of it, but it's all within the game plan. You all, you always got to go with what, what's in the game plan. And if that one, two punch is going to work for you and it's going to lighten the load because at the end of the season, Tony Pollard won't be able to run a clock down Zeke will. So you don't run him 30, 40 times to begin the season. You allow him to build up to those carries. And then at the end of the season, when they're going to try to win a game in the, within the last four minutes or whatever, you just keep feeding Zeke and he just keeps pounding you and pounding you and pounding you. And, you know, so I'm not looking, you know, I, I didn't expect Zeke to have, you know, 700 yards rushing in the first four games. I just want to see him, you know, slowly, uh, you know, slowly get better and better and be, like I said, be able to come that, that, that in between the tackles pounding back that the Dallas Cowboys need. Right. No, you're exactly right. And and, and again, it, it comes down to our running backs as well. Kathleen had one point that she said, I believe that Sanders will have a good game as well. 
uh, for the Eagles. And one other comment she made that was was one of Sirianni's first big game. I'm saying, and it's and it's true. But I want to get here to Chris's comment as we we're just talking about Zeke. He said, "Would you rather have a 400 yard game with a loss or a 250 and a win?" High powered isn't always the answer. Brady has been a manager for years, the best manager I've seen anyway. So, he, it, huh? it, it, excuse me, I mean to cut you off, but is that you know is he saying as far as what the Dallas offense is concerned? Because and and I and it, and if so, I mean yes, that first game, Dak threw the ball what fifty eight times, had four hundred yards passing. But you also got to look at it like this: if you don't have a kicker who has had back surgery who had back surgery in the offseason, and I don't know if anybody else. One of the reasons I got medically retired out of the military was because I have back issues, but I wasn't letting anybody go in and do surgery on my back because you can't tell me I'm sorry if I'm never able to walk again if you mess up on back surgery. So here you have Greg Zerline coming off of back surgery, did not kick the entire preseason at all. He did not kick. Those games was the first games that he was kicking. So we could say a healthy Greg Zerline wins that game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, that is it is absolutely true. You're not lying about that whatsoever. And by the way, uh, as I forgot to mention here in the very beginning of the broadcast, as we're coming up here on the eight o'clock hour, this is be by the way, everyone, the shortest pregame show that you'll end up seeing. But that's only because again, it's an eight fifteen start. It will be on until eight ten, so you guys can get ready for the obviously the Eagles and Dallas matchup. Uh, one thing is obviously we are live here from Tampa, Florida, from the LG Sales Direct Solution Studios, and. Of course, over from Big Sarge Sports Media Studios. Big Sarge out there from Houston, Texas. And uh, by the way, thanks again, Big Sarge, for coming on tonight. Rich Bridge comes on and says that uh, we need to stop Zeke. He always has big games against us. And Pollard is actually having a better year than Zeke is. Yeah, that's true. Pollard is having a better year. And and you can see that Kellen Moore is using him, using him more this year as far as, you know, like I said, getting him out of the backfield, get him in, getting him in space. You know, Zeke isn't you, – you can get Zeke out in space, but he's not going to do the same damage as Tony Pollard. And so, like I said, Dallas is, is finding a way to use him more and more. As long as Mike McCarthy keeps his hands out of everything, we'll be okay. Right. Man, I want to bring up <laughs> a couple of things here uh, before we get into a little bit of the history of the rivalry here. But uh, a couple of keys that I end up bringing up. One is that as far as for the keys to the victory here – it's kind of like a 40-40 split between defense and turnovers. Obviously, with big two, uh, turnovers obviously will be a big one, something the Eagles need to do in this game, and I'm pretty sure Dallas is hungry for it as well. But turnovers will be end up being big. That was about a 40-40 split, and then about 15% says it'll be because of the trenches as far as the keys to the victory, and only 5% said about the passing and running game. Now, I know this year the big thing was that they talked about Nick Sirianni when it was mentioned during the preseason, was he going to be either – run play happy or pass play happy in the nfl it seems like for whatever odd reason within the last two years it's become pass play happy if we get back to the running game and it's hard i'll be the first one to tell you to run through that cowboys defense we've seen it in years past it made us it may start slow but at one one or two holes and that's very far and few in between the defense has but miles sanders could have himself a big night tonight if again if Dallas secondary isn't doing too well tonight. But what we've seen the first two games now, again, just putting the truthfulness out there, right now that defense is looking pretty good. So to, to have the run game tonight, I think you're probably going to have to go more relying on the air attack tonight than you are versus the running game. And, and Big Sarge, I could be wrong. Well, I, I look at it like this. Um, 
if, if I was the defensive coordinator for the Dallas Cowboys, I would rather have Jalen Hurts try to beat me with his arms than and than him beating me with his legs or with your running game getting going because we've seen and you know we've seen in the past and I've watched the first two games of this year he still struggles with accuracy and you know so no matter how much and and, and I will say don't get me wrong now you know former Heisman Trophy winner Devontae Smith is going to abuse Anthony Brown right. Anthony and it because there's no way that they can keep Trevon Diggs on him the entire game it just it's not going to work and so you know and plus they're going to find the mismatch Anthony Brown is in for a long night and he's one of the weakest links on the Dallas Cowboys defense as well as the safety position and we all know Devontae Smith can run and so he's going to run past the defense he's going to run past the cornerback and he's going to run past the deepest safety and he's going to be wide open I don't think that Jalen Hurts will be able to get him the ball as many times as he's going to be open and so the Cowboys' run defense has been really good the last two games. And so once they stop that, and now you know you drop you drop as many in the coverage, and you make him beat you with his arm. Yeah, all good key points here, and we know obviously this being with about some ten minutes here and some change left, but we know that this has been the longest running rivalry in any sport. It's been obviously. Eagles, Dallas. We're going back to the Buddy Ryan years. We're going back to many years, as we talked about, prior to coming on air here. And it's something that's either loved or hated by other teams. Obviously, New England, for many years, after Tom Brady being up there, was one of the most hated things in the world. And obviously, now TB12 is a 10-baby Buccaneer. They ended up winning the Super Bowl last year. But besides that, we know it's been many, many years since all this stuff goes on. You hear the Dallas sucks chance when you're in Philly. You know, and and pretty sure in Dallas it works out the same way. It could be the Eagles suck. I mean, it's just <laughs> the way it is. The fan base, even if you're if you're a newborn, whether you're born in Dallas in the Texas area or in Philly, obviously in the Pennsylvania area, it's almost like it's embedded. It's like son, daughter. Here's the deal. Whenever you hear <laughs> a cowboy, okay, here's what you're gonna end up saying. But it's all done obviously in fun and everything else. We never, no one ever condones violence. So hopefully everyone is, you know, you can again root for your team, say what you want to say. But hopefully no one gets into any kind of crazy fights or anything else like that because it's not needed. But it's been the first time again since Dallas has been home. Obviously, there's tons of Eagles fans that made the trip out there to Dallas as they always do. So going back into history here, Big Sarge. To you, how much does this history mean, even with this game tonight, just the rivalry of these two teams? So I don't like to use the word hate. And so I'm not going to say that. But can I say dislike with a strong passion? Sure. As a Cowboys <laughs> fan, I have a strong dislike for the Eagles. I have a strong dislike for the Washington team. I can tolerate the Giants. I, I, I can tolerate them, but the Eagles and the former Redskins, oh no way, no how. You're talking to a you're talking to a person who has been a Dallas Cowboys fan since I want to say since 1975, 1976, when I was when I actually knew and started to grasp the concept of football at a very, very early age. And I have not liked the Eagles since then. And I also so three days out of the week, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Oh, um, in the trenches at Sports Talk 790, I sit across from a guy who, when he played for the Philadelphia Eagles, had so much success against him. On oh, last week, we had Bobby Taylor on the show, and I'm saying to myself, I don't want to talk to Bobby. 
Because I remember what Bobby did to our teams. I don't want to talk to Brian Dawkins. I don't want to talk to Westbrook. I don't want to talk to Donovan McNabb. I don't want to talk to any of them because of the success that they had against the Dallas Cowboys and what Andy Reid did. Look, if I don't ever see another screenplay in my life, I will be okay because I could never understand how all Andy Reid did was, hey, let's just throw this screen to Brian Westbrook. And the next thing you know, he's scoring. I'm saying to myself, y'all can't stop this. And so, yes, deep down in my heart, I have a strong dislike for the Philadelphia Eagles. But, and I said this, I said this on air, I want to say during, right, during training camp, before preseason even starts. You know what I said about Jalen Hurts? Yeah. If the Eagles do not trade him to the Texans, let me make sure I say it again. If the Eagles do not <laughs> trade him to the Texans for Deshaun Watson and they put the right pieces around him, he'll have a better career than Donovan McNabb. Yeah, and this and, and that's true. I, I will say there, there's a love hate with number five will always love you because at, as a human being, I I'll give it to Donovan. One of the greatest probably human beings ever walked up the, you know, the face of the earth. will will do anything for anyone. And even though Donovan, he's gone through his hard times, but Donovan now, Donovan now is having a much better life than he did earlier on. And everybody goes through it. Everybody goes through trials and tribulations, but I will say Donovan as a human, definitely the most outstanding guy that there is. As far as coming to the Eagles, I was never, ever, ever a humongous Donovan McNabb fan. Just never was. It's just it. And and some people will say the same. I know he probably belongs in. in you know, we we already got the Ring of Honor as far as over in uh, with in the over at the link. But you're talking about a Hall of Fame career here for Donovan McNabb. Does he not get the nod? obviously for not winning the Super Bowl and hoping to see it with Andy Reid. And God bless, by the way, Andy Reid. We hope he gets better because last night I know he was carted off and uh, sent for dehydration is what it was, uh, I guess, told last night. But Donovan is going to be waiting for that call. How everyone else is going to end up feeling what's going to end up happening is beyond me. But just Donovan for me wasn't, wasn't the answer. It was either... The blame went on him. The blame was deflected off him. The blame went on Andy Reid. The blame went all the way around. And towards the very end, Donovan just didn't do himself any better. So for me, just personally, that's just the way I feel about Donovan. But when going back to the history and speaking about, just to let everyone out there know, here's what could happen when you call into a radio station. So, and or if you're listening, and Big Sarge, I apologize. I haven't listened a lot here lately because I've been training someone new on our team. And so, therefore, I got to make sure I focus on him because he's working on a ladder going up and down. The last thing I want is for him to get hurt. So, uh, <laughs> yes. it's it's a time away that I'm listening. But, uh, by the way, everybody, check out the show. And uh, Big Sarge will tell you guys how to tune in and where to find it. But, one time, Big Sarge made a comment as Andy Kalu was referring to the Eagles. And... Big Sarge made his comment as far as when it came to the Eagles. Nothing harsh, nothing sarcastic. We just let him know how we felt. And so I sent in a tweet to Andy Kalu. He read it on air saying that, you know, Broad Street South says uh, that we're, I think, matter of fact, we're talking about the wins-loss records, if I remember correctly, from the show that day. And we talked about how it was going to fearing. And I think that's when you, you had mentioned about as far as the wins weren't going to be so great for the Eagles. But since just that one simple tweet, Big Sarge and I ended up talking now he's a special media partner with us. So, again, things can happen. So, you talk about a rivalry. Here's a good one that comes out of it because, again, yeah. Eagles, Dallas fan, 
And yet we end up building a partnership out of it. So that's the best thing ever. But as far as going back into history here, as we've got about some four minutes and some change, it's I think it's completely different now, Big Sarge, compared to what we've seen before. You know, you're looking at when when Veterans Stadium was around. I mean, you could not get any more tougher than nails than that. And you're talking about artificial grass. It was like landing on concrete. It's putting out that, that fake grass you can put out there on the back deck. You know, it's like, oh, just filling it with a fake grass. It was just you really, other than hard-nosed football, between your knuckles, your brain, and everything else, it had to be probably the hardest to ever play there. But it made men out of men when it came to coming to Philly because you know when you came there, that hatred was bigger than anything else. Buddy oh, yes. let you know that in a heartbeat. Everybody knew it. Mike Orvin, God bless him, because he's another great human being. But Mike Orvin knew that when that play happened, and thank God he, he's able to walk to today. More than anything else, thank God for that. And I know initially, obviously, the fans were booing because they thought that you know he was faking it until they found out that obviously he was really injured. Thank God the fans ended up clapping for him as he was getting carted off the field. But you're talking about some days of history with Veterans Stadium. At the link, it's not as big as it was beforehand. But just remembering those days at the vet, and you would see just that silver you know, Silver Hammer coming in with that blue star or vice versa, depending on what they wore that night that they chose for for uniforms. That rivalry, you can never, with any team, you can never duplicate that. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're DCU, whether you're Cleveland, especially not Jacksonville, because Jacksonville, that's where everybody goes to retire. But when it comes down to it, Big Sergeant, you will never, ever, ever in this lifetime, in our lifetime and in our kids' lifetime, you'll never see a big old rivalry than you see with the Cowboys and the Eagles. Almost oh, definitely. I, I Listen, I concur and agree with everything that you just said. I, I do. And it's the exact same way here in, in Texas. It's, it's, you know, when you talk to as many Dallas Cowboys fans as I do, they feel the exact same way. They don't care about beating anybody else except Washington and Philly. That's so true. And I, yeah. I, I will say when it comes down to a prediction here, because we got about some two minutes and some change left. And uh, for everyone, by the way, thank you to everyone who's downloading the show. We have over 1,300 downloads. And yesterday, in a one-day form and fashion, don't ask me how, but Big Sarge, I am beyond happy. In one day, we had a 4,500% jump. We had 200 downloads in one day. So God bless to everyone who's listening from, yeah. Salute. We appreciate it from people. And we've got folks listening from Brazil, from overseas, from China, from England, from Poland to Germany. Thanks to everybody who's tuning in from the, believe it or not, from Big stars from the Dallas area. There's a lot of folks that are listening into to, to the podcast. So I appreciate our love from the Texas area as well. And and so thanks to everyone who downloaded the audio yesterday. That was just a big, huge day for us. Over 1,300 downloads, and I can't thank everyone enough. But again, predictions when it comes to tonight as far as the scores, uh, I will let you go first. And this is where some people may end up tuning out because they may not like what I have to say. All right, so I'm going to go. Make sure you see what I got on here. <laughs> I'm going to go 30-17 Cowboys. Ooh, 30-17. Well, listen, uh, again, it's a rebuilding year. Do I want the Eagles to win? Absolutely. Are they going to have a tough night tonight? Uh, absolutely. Would I would like to see a 23-17 win out of the Eagles? Sure, but... It may end up being on the Cowboys, so don't throw any shade or hate or anything, anything this way because I'm just speaking the honest guy's truth. You know, I'm not a professional here. I'm just a commentator having fun with everybody else. But we hope that Eagles come up on the winning side 
because big things can happen tonight from both sides of the ball. So we do, again, appreciate Big Sarge coming on tonight. And before we end up wrapping up everything here tonight, Big Sarge, and I know I've asked you this question before, and I want to see if you do remember. If you had to get a quality cigar from anywhere in the world, do you remember where you can get it from? Uh, Gooses. Exactly that. It is from Goose's Mighty Crystal Lounge with Tobacconist there at 250 West Ridge Pike in Limerick, Pennsylvania. You guys can also visit them on CigarGoose.com. That's CigarGoose.com. Take a look at all the fine Monte Cristos that he has, the best in the Delaware Valley, the vapes that he has, but you must be over 21 to purchase any kind of tobacco products. And I've been up there, Big Sarge, and, and I hope one day, matter of fact, we have to get together here off air because I would love for you to come up to the studio it is absolutely beautiful. I would love to have a Texas Philly night one night. So yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and make that happen. But thank you also again to lgdirect.net. And if you guys take a look here, lgdirect.net for your sales solutions. And if you're looking for credit card terminals for your credit solutions, visit lgdirect.net. And you can also reach them at 855-777-3863. That is 855-777-3863. And again, to everyone... And let me bring up here to Philly the South who's enjoying the game at Tampa Joe's tonight. I hope everyone's enjoying it. I hope that Melissa gets to come in from Dallas next week to watch the uh, Kansas City game at Tampa Joe's. So everyone tonight, Tampa Joe's, thank you for tuning in. For everyone else, we hope that you enjoy the game. Big Sarge, was anything else that I missed? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's, it's always a pleasure coming on talking to you. Not a problem whatsoever. Everyone, enjoy the game tonight. Again, we will not be on tomorrow because of the rescheduling for Tarika. We will let you know at a future date. We will be on Thursday night at 8 o'clock, so we'll see everyone on Thursday night. Enjoy the game. Go Birds!